Welcome, welcome, welcome. It's Lemuel Joseph Hollifield. This is week five. In case this is your first time joining me, the whole premise, the point of this is that at the end of 2020, have 52 weeks at least, maybe more. Um, each each week, I choose a word, and we try to approach that word. I try to approach that word for multiple topics. I say we because you know I definitely need my audience. I need you. Um, even though it seems like I'm just kind of having a conversation with myself, then that's I mean that's in my brain, the best way to kind of process information. And in a couple of weeks, we might have some changes to this format. But for right now, this is how we're doing it. Um, so once again, last week, uh, we talked about per- we talked about perseverance. This week, we'll talk about perspective. So I'll jump straight into it. Uh, on Monday, we had Martin Luther King Jr. Day. It's not his birthday. That's actually January the 15th. But that's the day that uh, we observe for it, you know, that following Monday. So we didn't have school. And the... Proceeding Friday, my administrator had asked me if I'd feel comfortable leading some type of um, Martin Luther King Jr. representation, right? Like, I don't want to call it a program because it's not, it doesn't do it enough justice. So, in my brain, I'm thinking, okay, yes, yes, definitely. I can definitely do that. So, I said yes, but I also didn't want to do the uh, typical, I have a dream, Martin Luther King Jr. Um, So, you know, just through personal stories of my own, through uh, sharing stories about Diane Nash and uh, showing YouTube videos of how, you know, we're in Nashville, how Nashville played a huge role in the sit-ins and then also um, the Freedom Rides down south. Um, and Diane Nash was a huge part of that. So I spoke about that. I spoke about my own personal experiences about taking my kids down to see Martin Luther King Jr.'s house in Atlanta. And then also being in Birmingham, Alabama, actually seeing the jail that he sat in and then like walking through the Civil Rights Museum. And and uh, they have this wonderful exhibit where they have, you know, white and black and, and having multiple facets. So like a classroom, a white and black cl- classroom at the time in 1953, the water fountains, everything. It was just it was a great experience. So I use my own personal experiences to kind of like guide them through it. But at the end of it, it was it was very clearly articulated that Martin Luther King Jr. was a criminal. He was arrested multiple times, you know, Um, and there was definitely parts of him that um, towards the end of his life, you know, like one of his main quotes, he said, I fear that I've uh, integrated my people into a burning house, you know, that white America would never really accept it. So that was on Tuesday. And it actually went over pretty well. Um, but just an interesting side note is that on Monday when we were off of school, we generally like I've been doing this for the past three or four years. Like we'll uh, set up some YouTube videos. We'll go over like, like like a mini lesson and we'll talk about Martin Luther King Jr. So we were doing the same thing on Monday. I ran upstairs for a minute. TV was on and I hear a crack. I go downstairs, look at the TV. My middle son, Nehemiah, was playing with the car and he broke the TV, right? So I'm mad, I'm angry, I'm irritated, I'm trying to figure out like what's going on. And then, um, and then he, and then he, uh, you know, just says he's sorry and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, you know, like I was really frustrated. It was Martin Luther King Jr. Day and like we could have went out and got a brand new TV, but I chose not to. And, and it wasn't necessarily just like a punishment from them. But I also wanted to like if we want our kids to be world changers, like if we want our kids to truly get out and do things a different way and to be uh, um, um, abreast of the most like pertinent information and so and to want to get out and to be motivated and to do things like we have to actually like change the way that we do life we have to change the way in which um we have to change the way in which like certain things 
you know, in our own lives are processed. So I can't just turn the TV on and just, you know, just let the kids hang out. Um, so it's Sunday and we still haven't got a TV yet. All right. It's almost been six days. It's been a couple of times. I was like, man, I really want a TV. But back to perspective, I have to change my perspective in order to change my kids perspective. Right. The weekend. Hey, just sit back and watch TV for a day. Like everybody might be potentially say, hey, that's a fine use of your time. But hey, we definitely have to be more active. But on a, and I've kind of been avoiding this topic, but um, just on a more somber note, um, it's been confirmed today is uh, January 26, 2020, that um, uh, it's just hard for me to say a legend in so many different arenas. But Kobe Bryant, 41 years old, and his daughter have uh, died in a, a helicopter crash. Um, it was a helicopter crash this morning in California, him and uh, four other members um, four other people died. Uh, his daughter, Gigi was one of those. And it's, uh, to say it's sad, doesn't even do it justice. You know, it's, I don't even want to say ironic. It's so eerie that, um, I, like I just saw a picture that Sean King posted and it was a picture of Nipsey Hussle and his, um, girlfriend, Lauren London, Kobe Bryant and his wife, Vanessa with Trayvon Martin's father. Right. And if you don't know, Nipsey Hussle was killed about 11 months ago in L.A. Trayvon Martin obviously uh, was shot down by cold blood by George Zimmerman. You know, so his father was there and then Kobe Bryant just passed away today. So back to perspective, like I'll be the first to say, you know, like we look around and we look at what other people have. And I'm not going to judge like I look at other homes and other, you know, uh, economics, um, other salaries. And I want that. Like I want to have what other people have, like not in everything, but I would definitely want to level up. Like I want to have, you know, like accumulate more wealth and and to be more stable and to be in like all these things. And then sometimes we just have to think like with Kobe Bryant, like he worked his ass off. And there's a lot of people that didn't love him as a player, but you had to respect him. Like, I'm not saying he was the best ever, but he has to be top three. Right. But it's not even top three of like how he played the game. Like, it's also how he conducted himself after he left the court. Like in every arena of his life, it seems like he applies that same work, dedication and focus. And it's like if he would have known that today was his last day, he would have done a million things differently. I mean, there's there's a there's a people that every single day that this is their last breath that they're going to take. Right. I mean, that's just a fact of reality. But the way that he died and just so much like his trajectory, like the thing about Kobe Bryant, he wasn't just a basketball player. Like he used basketball as a vehicle to propel him. But he wasn't just a basketball player. There were so many other things that he was going to do with his life and he didn't get a chance to. But at the end of the day, Kobe. Kobe Bryant, he made his mark, right? Like he made sure that he left something behind. He left something tangible. And I'll leave us with this. Like uh, I was listening to a Sway in the Morning. Um, it was an interview with with a, with a Van Latham, the dude from TMZ, formerly from TMZ, I should say. And he said something that was so poignant. Like I have to share it. He said that a lot of times that we look at our parents and our grandparents and they just survived. Like they had to get through the worst of the worst. So they made it through. So we're no longer in the same boat. Like we're, we no longer are just about surviving. Like they've already survived. Now it's about what are you leaving behind? What have you built? And once again, Kobe Bryant has left behind a legacy. He was 41, was way too young for him to die. But guess what? We can't change that. He's still gone, but he left something tangible behind that you can point to. He left an example. He left work ethic and he and he worked for everything he had. 
he worked hard for it. And like I said, it's all about perspective. Sometimes we want what other people have without wanting the work, without, without the work, the stuff doesn't make sense. It just doesn't, it just doesn't make sense. It actually kind of traps you. So once again, um, thoughts, prayers go out to the Bryant family. Um, I believe Rick Fox was on that, uh, helicopter as well. Former Laker. Great. Um, thoughts and prayers go out to his family as well. And it's just, it's just one of those days is one of those times. I, I, I just don't have a good way to end this off, but, uh, for the Bryant family, we love you. We care about you. Um, and then for everyone else, you know, it's a, like it's our time to make our mark. Make sure, make sure, make sure that you change your perspective so that we're able to leave behind something. Peace and love to you all.